You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. One o'clock hour, final hour of the week here on the Ken Miller Show. It's uh, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I uh, got a busy hour coming up. We're going to talk to Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Uh, Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, will be here at about one we We'll uh, talk to PA about the Ravens and the Vikes. It looks as though, well, it doesn't look as though Case Keenum is going to start yet again this week. So we'll go inside the Vikings. Dylan Mons making his way to Lubbock. Going to join us in about 10 minutes as we get our last look at Iowa State. Jason Symbol, very iffy. I just got another text, Trent Condon. So Uh-oh. May not uh, get a chance to go inside the numbers with Jason today. Ah. Uh, but, but just um, for those of you joining us late in the program, we spent a couple of minutes on the on the Cubs as they fall 11-1 to last night. And it just looked like look, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The best team on the field in the series was the Los Angeles Dodgers. The best team won. Yeah, I don't think you can have a whole lot of anger if you're a Cubs fan because you saw it. They're better. Mm-hmm. You got beat by a better team. You got walloped by a better team, but yep. you got beat by a better team. And, and I think for the most part, that's what I've heard from from the fans is tip your ball cap and you move on yep. saying, we got to get better because our good is not good enough to beat that Dodgers team. Who was team. the MVP of this Cubs team this year? Oh. Is <sighs> <Is that> right? <laughs> right. There, there isn't an easy choice. I agree with you. Chris I, Bryant was the league MVP last year. Last year, this year, Rizzo by default. Right. I thought for a while Montgomery was. Yeah. Early, honest to God, early in the year, I thought he was as important as anybody. Filled a lot of roles for yeah. him. Is Wade Davis because he only blew one save right. by default? He kind of. I mean, someone has. He to, solidified that bullpen without did. him. Without a doubt, it would have been a big. Yeah, probably Wade Davis. Kind of talking through it, I think that one's. Probably the one that you'd had the strongest argument, at least to me, mm-hmm. is because the bullpen was a mess most of the season. And without that guy in the back end, how bad could it have been? I mean, if you were going through right. Strope and Rondone and Edwards and whoever else trying to figure that out, this team might not have made the playoffs. Contreras had a really good year, but he missed did. some significant time late he in did. the year, a couple of weeks there. Uh, Bryant's... Uh, wasn't as good this year as he was last year, although the numbers were really good, don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. But last year he set the bar so damn high. Addison Russell came nowhere close to his 2016. Javi inconsistent. Javi was inconsistent. The uh, center fielder, they switched so many guys out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Schwarber hit 30 bombs but drove in how many runs? I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he hit 30 runs. You think, that guy's got to have almost 100 RBI. Well, no, not even hit close. 212. Did he get over? Did he get up that high? I think so. Good well, for what, him. What, what was the end of the uh, season numbers I'm for young say, Kyle? I'm going to say, you know what, you're probably right, but when did he finally get over the 200 line? I mean, it, it took him till really late in the year. I don't think there was a starting pitcher you could say was even in the MVP hunt. 211. Did he hit 211? Okay. And that, what was the final home run? 32, 31? 30. 30. 30-59 RBI. 30-59 and 59 RBI. That's bonkers. Took a little step back. I think uh, I think Wade Davis was the yeah. MVP of that team. Rizzo, because he's kind of the face. Mm-hmm. His playoff was awful. Yeah. I mean, wow. it looked as though Rizzo and, well, let's do it this way, Brizzo was <laughs> absolutely on fumes in this, in, in certainly in this last uh, in this last five games. But you can understand that, right? I mean, they played so many games mm-hmm. last year. And for the first time in their career, playing that many. Yep. 
you can understand how, how the season went to some might be a disappointment. I think big picture, though, you'll look back upon and say, you know what, that wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Got back to the NLCS, beat a good Nationals team. It wasn't as and bad. And we're in a fight in their division and yeah. hung on, which was, you know, because the Brewers didn't go away until very late yes. in the year. And now it's retooling for the future. Mm-hmm. And you got the core. Mm-hmm. You're good going forward. Yeah, this was uh, this was house money this year. There was, uh, I shouldn't say, there was there were expectations. But if you didn't get back there, look, they won their division. I, I think that that alone you would put in the successful category, if you will. Now, next year, uh, there's going to be a little bit more pressure on this team because of that young core, I think, and, and more pressure on Joe Madden, maybe a little bit of pressure on Theo, believe it or not. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating offseason to see where these Cubs go. Arietta's not coming back. Uh, Lackey's going into retirement. Uh, Wade Davis is a free agent. That's the big one that lingers out there. So a lot of questions. Uh, let's get uh, back into the NFL. Dave Sinekin is the headcheese.com. Uh, Dave, I guess we should start before we get into this week's matchup. It was just a, a huge, huge week uh, for Green Bay. I see the point spread starting to come back a little bit. Uh, that that in a moment. But uh, Aaron Rodgers has had his surgery. If they do put him on IR, I guess is where they're wrestling with that decision right now. They could He could be eligible for Week 15, but Week 16 is Vikings Week at Lambeau. Isn't that little nugget in and of itself a juicy prospect? Yeah, that would make for quite the Merry Christmas uh, weekend at Lambeau, huh? I mean, I, I I still think it's wishful thinking, guys. I mean, that everything has to go perfect. But um, until the Packers say that he's not coming back, well, I'll hold, out, I'll hold out hope that maybe there's that sliver that will get him back at the end of the season. So had the surgery, fused together, got the equipment now up in the co- collarbone there. His second collarbone injury. We saw collarbone injuries with Tony Romo for a big part of his career. How concerning is that going forward whenever he is healthy and coming back to play? I don't know. We'll probably always think about it. We'll see if he changes how he plays. He does tend to give himself, uh, his body, a chance to get hit as he's trying to make plays. Remember when he broke his left collarbone in 2013, he didn't have surgery the way that injury was. Mm -hmm. It just required rest. He missed seven weeks and came back. and, And I guess we've watched the last three seasons of Rogers play without him injuring that uh, collarbone or anything. So I'm not going to get overly concerned. It'll always be, I suppose, in the back of our heads. Everybody's got something in their body that tends to get injured. And for him, it seems to be his collarbone. And I don't know, he's 33. I'd like to think this is something he'll bounce back from and not something we'll have to worry about the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. Dave Sinekin is the headcheese.com. Well, what do the uh, Packers have to worry about as far as the other injuries on this team? The offensive line, Dave, what will it look like on Sunday as they host an improved New Orleans defense of all things? Yeah, that sounds like an oxymoron, but the team that went into Minnesota week one and looked terrible has really rebounded uh, very well, and, and Cam Jordan's off to an all-pro season, and we saw what they did against Detroit, five takeaways, three defensive touchdowns. It's crazy, but I, I think we have some some good news from the Packers' offensive line. We heard this morning that Brian Bulaga had passed through the concussion protocol, so all signs point to him being there at right tackle. He will have to go up against Cam Jordan, so clearly huge for Hundley and the Packers' offense if is able to at least keep him at bay, the alternative, and putting a guy like Ulrich John out there, it would just be so ugly to contemplate. So that's good news. Bakhtiari has practiced in a limited uh, capacity the last two days. We should know more in the next 24 hours. Remember, he missed uh, four games with a hamstring, 
started last week, could not finish. So we could be talking about him starting Sunday, but again, no guarantee he'll finish. Bye week coming up in a perfect world, I would guess they'd love to rest him for a week. But if he can at all go, they know uh, that Brett Hundley needs as much of a functioning offensive line as possible, and they may just roll the dice that Bakhtiari can get through it. What kind of game plan are they going to throw out in your estimation here uh, with Hundley getting the start, possibility of a patchwork offensive line? What do you think the game plan is going to be? Just rely on that run game a lot early on? Well, I think that's what they think the Saints think. I wouldn't be surprised if he drops back and throws the first five times uh, they run plays. It wouldn't shock me. This is not a fresh-faced rookie that they brought in this season. He's been in this offense for, two, uh, what, three full seasons, basically. He knows this offense well, and I think McCarthy's going to, again, the, the weather, the rain, that might change things, but all things being equal, I, I think they're going to come out throwing. Yes, they have to rely on the running game, and you'd like it to be as close to a 50-50 split as possible. You've got to figure New Orleans is going to load up that line and put Vaccaro up there and try to stop the run. So if the pass is working and he gets the ball out of his hands quickly and moves the ball against a suspect, same secondary, and it still is just that, very young and untested, although they look like they're improving. Uh, I think, uh, again, it's all about the offensive line. If those tackles are out there, guys, I think Hundley's going to be able to move the ball on the New Orleans Saints. I think it's going to be on the Packers' defense and their injured secondary to try to keep up and, and, and hold Breeze in that running game down. I'm not sure the Packers' defense is up to the task. Uh, did they bring in another quarterback? And I don't mean to take to, to push Hundley, um, but they had to, they, they grabbed one off their practice squad. Do they have another one? Did they sign anybody, Dave? They did. They, they did elevate Joe Callahan yep. uh, from the practice squad to the roster. And then yesterday they, sh- they signed Gerard Evans, who had one year at Virginia Tech. I guess he was the ACC newcomer of the year or, or some some award he had a good season i think it was a surprise he didn't come back for one more year he's bounced around a bit in college but they did bring him in and sign him to the practice squad remember they had really hoped they would have Taysom hill the former brigham young quarterback who looked really good in the preseason outperformed joe callahan but uh, sean payton and the saints snatched him uh, off the packers practice mm-hmm. squad just like they did joe callahan a year ago and subsequently released him why do I think Green Bay is going to win this game, Dave? I mean, they, there's a bye week. I just, I think the Packers find a way to knock off the Saints going into the bye. I, I just, for what, and I've thought that all week long. I kept hoping the point spread would continue to go up, up, up. Now it's come back <laughs> a little bit, but I, I think Green Bay can win this football game. Yeah, I mean, you know how it goes, guys. Whenever everybody in the world thinks one thing's going to happen, go like the, other the Chiefs way. are going to beat the Raiders, you go the other way. So I understand that. Uh, I thought long and hard about this, and it's true. I mean, the entire world expects the Saints to win this game. Uh, I do think some things have to work in the Packers' favor. They're going to have to get some turnovers. The defense does have to rise up. They've got the ability. If they, It looks like they'll have Kevin King back, their best cornerback, and if Devon House plays, they'll be a lot healthier on the back end than they were last week. That defense can rise up at Lambeau Field. And, you know, this is, ultimately it's Drew Brees against Brett Hundley, and you say, well, you know, you got to go with the quarterback that's been there for the last 17 years going to the Hall of Fame. But, yes, there is a scenario where Green Bay can win this game, certainly. And it won't shock me, but ultimately I had to go with New Orleans just looking at uh, what all Hundleys had thrown at him and the banged-up nature of this Packers team. I think they're going to be a better team uh, after the bye. But, 
if they could steal this one, I think uh, Packer fans will feel a whole lot better about the next couple of months. No question. Dave, uh, we'll give you a bye next week as well with the Packers being off. We appreciate you coming on. Theheadcheese.com is where you can read Dave's blog, theheadcheese.com. Dave, thank you. You got it, guys. Have a good weekend. Yep, you do the same. Dave Sinek in theheadcheese.com. Packers and Saints. Uh, are you using this game, first of all? Won't be using it, but I do like the Packers and the points. Now, I I'm not too. getting as many points. It's down to four. Right. But it just it feels dirty not to take the points in the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Right? I mean, how often are you going to get that? And it's, that many. But it seems too easy. Because neither of us think the Saints are that good, right? I think they're better. They're okay. But I'm not sure what that means. Right. They, Best case scenario, nine and seven. Yes, it, the typical Saints here. Yeah, yeah. Well, except for one. <laughs> but when it all came together, right? The Saints in Lambo. I, I don't get it. I'm I, with and you, I think it's going to keep. It might trickle a little more. Do you think it comes down a little bit? So you're saying if you like Green Bay, get them now. Maybe. I don't see a rebound going back the Saints' way. Who's who's laying points with the New Orleans Saints in Lambo? Well, apparently not very many people That's since true. you got that high That's because true. it's really taken a significant downward turn. We'll take a timeout. Uh, Dylan Montz uh, hopefully will join us as he makes his way to Lubbock. He's with the Ames Tribune. like to get our last look with uh, Dylan uh, as we go inside Iowa State and Texas Tech. Just a massive game for both schools, as Iowa Northwestern is for both schools and their postseason prospects. We'll take a timeout. The Ken Miller Show will return on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. The way we see it in Iowa, it takes three things to push snow for a living. A truck, a blade, and a relentless, unwavering work ethic. So when it comes to the blade, choose one that matches your rugged resolve. Like the Fisher Plows HD2 straight blade from Shuling Hitch. Forged from high-strength, powder-coated steel, the Fisher HD2 will stand up to harsh Iowa winters and be with you storm after storm. Learn more about this and other Fisher Plows at Shuling Hitch Company in Des Moines and Ames. 
Big Al's Barbecue is happy to announce his second location is now open at the Ramada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive. With two locations, there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area. Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone. Big Al's South now offers barbecue brunch buffet on Sundays from 11 to 3. Don't forget about the original Eastside location just 900 feet north of the A.E. Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side and now open on the South Side of Des Moines. Big Al's Barbecue. Hey, what's up? Rooster emoji here. If you're speeding or driving aggressively on the road, take it from me, you're getting too cocky. Slow down and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. 152 pulse-pounding games, 340 blasts of the goal horn as puck met net, and 880,000 fans who visited Wells Fargo Arena to cheer on the team. For four seasons, we've called Des Moines home. So as we celebrate five years strong, Iowa Wild is proud to say, hockey lives here. Join the Wild Friday and Saturday night, both games at 7 p.m. Friday is $2 beer night Saturday. Features a pregame tailgate party with live music by Decoy. Visit iowawild.com for more info. Hockey lives here. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. In the previous hour, we got our last look at Iowa as they head to Northwestern to take on the Wildcats. Let's get our last look at Iowa State. Dylan Montz is on the ground safely in Lubbock. He's there to cover for the Ames Tribune, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Dylan. How are you? 
doing pretty well, and thanks for shuffling things around a little bit for me, guys. Uh, no, listen, we appreciate what you do for us. We'll be more than willing to accommodate you. Thank you. Uh, Dylan uh, Lubbock, I guess, um, look, this is a big, big football game for both teams. It really is. Both of these schools want to take that next step closer to bowl eligibility. Iowa State's feeling really good about themselves. I can't remember the last time they won three straight football games in the Big 12. They've got an opportunity to do that and get that monkey off their back. Um, what do you think the biggest the biggest factor in this football game? If Iowa State's going to win tomorrow, Dylan, what will uh, we what will you be writing about after the game? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is when you think about Texas Tech, you think about offense, and that and that's kind of what it's going to come down to, in my opinion. I think you'll see kind of a high scoring game. So can this offense keep up? Can Kyle Kemp kind of continue what he's been able to do and get the ball out to his playmakers? Can David Montgomery find a little running room? Uh, you know, he's gonna have, Kyle Kemp's going to have to have some help from those guys like he's had the last couple weeks. Um, and, and that's kind of what Texas Tech does. You know they're going to put up points. And, uh, you know, so I, I think that's just kind of what it comes down to. Can you keep up offensively and can you get timely stops? Not just, uh, I mean, obviously you want to stop them as much as possible, but can it happen at the right moments? Can you, um, you know, get off the field on defense, which Iowa State has done well at times this year. So that that's probably the biggest key to me. A different kind of start. We know what Cal Kemp did. Went down to Oklahoma with nobody with any expectations. But now with two consecutive wins, there are expectations and a big environment for him on the road here. Do you feel like this one might be a little bit different where he's actually had time to process, think about it maybe more than he did before that game, and he could see some of the issues that you might see from a guy that's only got two starts under his belt? Yeah, he certainly had more time to think about it. And when, when we talked to him the other week, uh, you know, he says he tries to block out that kind of stuff as much as possible. And he said even at times um, for Oklahoma, he kind of uh, caught himself a little bit, realizing he wasn't maybe as nervous as he even thought he would be. He, he felt he was more nervous in high school and in practices at times and things like that. So I don't know if the pressure really gets him too much. Um, and, and like I said before, I think he's really been kind of helped out a lot, as good as he's played and as smart as he's been when he's been on the field. He's been helped out by playmakers, uh, you know, Trevor Ryan, uh, David Montgomery, Deshante Jones, Alan Lazar, Hakeem Butler, Margie Murdoch. All those guys have really kind of, I think, added to his confidence. And, and that, that's really, I think, the biggest thing is can they keep doing that for him? Uh, if they can go out and make those plays, catch balls when they need to, David Montgomery find some running space, um, that's going to help Kemp even more and help him keep his poise in a game like this where the, the lights will be on him and it's an important game and one that, like you said, could, could kind of put Iowa State over the hump possibly. Uh, Kiki Kute is a guy to me that every time I watch Texas Tech, um, you know, he's, he's a playmaker is what he is. He's a guy that can take a uh, you know, five-yard pass and, and, and turn it into a long gainer, if not uh, in, into six points. Kiki Kute, shutting him down tomorrow might be maybe as big a key in this football game as anything, Dylan? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like for Texas Tech, the flip side is uh, they have a really good quarterback in Nick Shemenek, Yep. Um, and they like to get to the ball to, to their playmakers too. So uh, the linebacker core has played really well the last couple weeks. Joel Lanning, Willie Harvey, Marcel Spears have kind of been those guys this year. Um, they're going to have their hands full, try to balance uh, stopping that run versus uh, you know trying to eliminate what Texas Tech likes to do in the passing game because we know they're going to air it out, but they kind of have – uh, this versatility about their offense where they can kind of 
um, just take whatever the defense gives them and, and kind of run with that. So it's going to be interesting to see how the linebackers, as well as they have played, respond against playmakers of the caliber that Texas Tech will have, especially like you mentioned, QT. Looks like Texas Tech struggled to run the football against him up the middle. Montgomery's going to have to bounce it outside. What about Kemp as a runner? Haven't seen a ton of that. You think on a couple of zone read plays he could keep it and and maybe be able to pick up a big first down on a third and four, you know, something along those lines. Could we see that out of Kempt? He's not really a big runner. He he even going back to high school, he's been more of a pocket pro passer, uh, that kind of style. Um, I think he that is a big key though. He will have to keep some of those uh, option reads at times. Um, at at some point, Montgomery. Um, is going to get keyed on. I think at times against Kansas, even you saw that a little bit. Kemp, um, there were a couple opportunities maybe where he had a lane to go take it uh, on his own. Instead, he handed it to Montgomery, and the run was kind of snuffed out there. But I think as he kind of gets more settled into this role as a starter, he'll kind of start to feel maybe a little bit more comfortable keeping it at times. And you're not going to see him run um, run the ball, you know five or six times even. I think it'll be really low. But every once in a while, if you can pick your spots, that could be a weapon and just kind of help um, keep drives alive. But he's got the, the, the potential to kind of do that, but um, he doesn't really utilize it as much as, as some of the other quarterbacks Iowa State has had in the past. Can you remember the last time Iowa State won three games in the Big 12 in succession? I can't. Oh, uh, yeah, not off the top of my head. Not in succession. I mean, as a lot of years, it's just been three Big Twelve wins right. total, right. Uh, let alone in let alone in succession. So it, it's it's a huge opportunity for this team after what's happened the last couple of weeks, and um, you know, it's they've been a lot more resilient than I think um, people maybe gave them credit for against Iowa and against Texas. So it would be a huge win uh, if they could go pull it out. So it's going to be a really interesting game to see kind of how they. They balance all of the things on the field and then maybe having that kind of thought in the back of their minds. Dylan, great stuff. Thank you for uh, finding time for us. Safe travels back to Iowa after the game, uh, uh, whether it's on Sunday or whenever you get back here. We'll talk to you on Monday after Matt Campbell's press conference. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, appreciate it. Delamont's Ames Tribune as we take our last look at Iowa State. I have your answer. It's not too long ago, actually. Really? That's 2011. Surprising. I guess six years ago. But yeah. Uh, before that, it was 2006, but 2011. That was the, did they go to the pinstripe bowl that year? They did, yep. Lost to Rutgers out there, but they. Who did they beat three times in a row? I mean, who were their three wins in the at, Big 12? At Texas Tech. Okay. Home for Kansas. Friday night, Okie State. And then they didn't win another football game and after then that. Then they lost three. One three in a row, beat UNI, Iowa, UConn. Lost four in a row. One three in a row. Lost three in a row. Well, see, I would have uh, probably bet that it would. Uh, you had to go all the way back to their nine-win season before you could find a time that they won three straight games in the Big Twelve. Yeah, they did but it back-to-back years. Oh yeah. four and oh five also. So even after that, they had a couple. Oh five, they beat Oklahoma State, A and M, K State, and Colorado before losing to Kansas and then TCU in the Houston Bowl. And in two thousand four, Baylor, Kansas, Nebraska, K State. The year they went to play Miami of Ohio. So mm. more often than maybe you'd think, because I was with you, I thought it'd be a ways back. Yeah. Yeah. I would have lost a bet, Trent Condon.
Uh, we'll take a time out. Paul Allen's coming up next. He's brought to us by our friends at Mr. Executive. Polly, the voice of the Vikings, joins us when Trent and I comes back. We are going to have some time uh, to go inside the numbers with Jason Symbol. Uh, hopefully, you know, probably the final five minutes of the program. But Jason's been running late. He will join us at about uh, 150. Mr. Executive, learn more about hair replacement and what options you have by giving Mr. Executive a call. Uh, 274-4049-515-274-4049. Mr. Executive sponsors Paul Allen. He is next. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with an 11% rebate on everything. Make your home energy efficient. A properly insulated house means lower energy cost year-round. Plus, it helps prevent sound from traveling between walls. 1,200 square feet of Guardian blow-in insulation at R30 is $379.80 after rebate. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything now at Menard's. Good through October 21st. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at What if hiring could be easier, less time-consuming, with more qualified candidates and faster results? What if hiring could be smarter? Thanks to ZipRecruiter, it can be. With one click, post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards so you don't spend time wondering where the right candidates are searching. Then ZipRecruiter uses its smart matching technology to scan millions of active resumes and notify the most qualified candidates to apply for your job. And the ZipRecruiter dashboard makes it easy to review, rate, and contact candidates all in one place. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter makes it simple for growing businesses of all sizes to hire the right people, no matter the industry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you the results you need. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 14th and 15th in Indianola. Learn more and register for free at amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS. That's amandathepanda.org, 515-223-HUGS. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. 
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself with you until 2. Mr. Executive makes it possible for us to talk to our next guest. He's the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen. PA, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Paul, how are you? Kenny, what's going on, main man? Uh, good to talk to you, PA. Uh, let's, I, I guess, start with um, with Case Keenum. He's going to get another start. But Teddy Bridgewater spoke yesterday, Paul. Um gut feeling when it comes to Teddy. What's your gut say regarding his 2017 uh, potential to be back on the field playing uh, for the Vikings? Well, with uh, with Teddy, um, I mean, I can't see him even being the backup, you know, maybe for somewhere around a month. You know, this uh, this game against Baltimore, no. The London game, no. Then, then we get those two weeks uh, with the bye, you know, where maybe they can put a little more stress on the situation, you know, but really even outside of that, I just, I I know they're going to slow roll this thing because, uh, you know, A, I have no idea when Bradford's coming back. Mm -hmm. Uh, B, Teddy might be the future quarterback of the team. But the the interesting thing here is that they're going to need Teddy to be the backup quarterback sooner or later. Uh, because the current backup, Kyle Sloter, was a wide receiver at Northern Colorado 14 months ago. He's never taken a snap in, in an NFL regular season game. Right. So I don't really have a gut feeling exactly on the date, but it could it could take place this year. So take us back to Sunday. The injury hurt across not just the upper Midwest, but across the country. Anthony Barr, did he do something he shouldn't? Was it a little bit extra there in your mind, P.A.? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I didn't think when I saw it live that I've seen the replay a million times. And, you know, I've heard what the Vikings have said, and I've heard what Green Bay has said. And, you know, um, our mutual friend David Sinekin, who I know joins your show, yep. the head cheese, you know, he immediately after, he, he's a staunch Packers fan, and mm-hmm. he would have been loud if he thought it was dirty. But yep. uh, there, there was nothing dirty about it. You know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you break the pocket, man, and when you start running around, then the quarterback portion of the equation changes a little bit. Um, if Barr had like thrown him down or hit him, 
a second and a half and he was flagged for a 15 yard penalty, then, you know, then I could hear it, but no, nah, man, it was a, it was a clean football play. Yeah, I agree with you, Paul. I mean, he's right to the echo of the whistle, but it was a clean football play. He was out of the pocket. I know you had a Harrison. Well, you were scheduled to have Harrison Smith on your show today. Uh, watching him last week, I thought he was all over the football field yet again, Paul Allen. Boy, he's a good player, Harrison Smith. You're lucky to have the hit man. Well, we, um, you know, we have two legitimate NFL defensive player of the year candidates here in Harrison and, and Everson Griffin. Yeah, Everson's the only guy in the NFL with at least one sack in every game this year, and, and Hitman has three picks. But, um, you know, with Harrison, the, the thing about his position is even when he goes games and doesn't have a ton of tackles, doesn't have an interception, forced fumble or fumble recovery, he does everything so perfectly, and he's so well-studied on games that he gets nearly perfect grades from the coaches. So, uh, he's the ultimate team guy. He's very smart and very good at what he does. I want to ask you about Jarek McKinnon, who I really am starting to like, Paul. And I'll tell you why I like him. Uh, he goes after contact. He takes on tacklers. I love that kind of running back. How long does it take for him to recover from a game? Is it like Wednesday or Thursday before he's finally you know, starting to feel a little bit better? I would hate to be him waking up on Monday morning just for the way he plays, which, again, Paul, I, I love watching him play. When, uh, when Zimmer describes, describes Jarek, he says he's very tough, and you're starting to see that. Now, you know, Jarek is diminutive as running backs go, uh, especially compared to, like, Adrian Peterson or Latavius Murray, but he's very thick and big in the upper body, and, and he likes to lay the hit. You know, that, that's kind of a key thing with that spot is the good running backs lay the hit before they get hit. Um, I got no idea with the recovery. You know, Jarek's been a little in and out during his career. He's very much in now. Uh, Jarek's in a contract here, so um, he's obviously going to want to put his best uh, forward to uh, make as much as he can. And, you know, with uh, with the way this, this running game and this offense was constructed all offseason, you know, I've told you this before, it, it's, not, it's not a north-south offense. It's not a power-running vertical passing game. It's an east-west offense predicated on crosses and yards after catch and running wide, and, and that's what Jarek does. Take me to the front of that defense and Linville Joseph, a guy that you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of pub with those guys that have to do the dirty work, but he's just been so good against the run, can get to the quarterback a little bit, but just the importance of a guy that certainly doesn't garner the headlines of a lot of others on that defense. Uh, I think it's very important in this, in this week's game too, Trent. I mean, the, the, the defensive line is one of the best, if not deepest, in the NFL. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that could have been said before the Saints game and now into the Ravens game. Uh, the uh, the three-technique spot, the defensive tackle spot next to Linval Joseph probably needs to be better. Uh, but uh, Tom Johnson, um, Iowa's Jaleel Johnson to a certain extent, and Shamar Stephan, they're representing well. Daniil Hunter has a bunch, of, a bunch of hurries and a couple of sacks. Brian Robison had five hurries in the Packers game. So they, um, they're flustering the quarterback even if they don't completely get there. And um, unlike times last year, they've been good against the run. You know, where the uh, the run defense uh, with with the defensive line leading the way is third in the NFL. So defensively, man, I can argue this is the best overall defense in the NFL. P.A., mm. uh, help me out with the Ravens. Watched them week one, dismantled the Bengals, shut them out uh, in Cincinnati. Last, uh, they, they had a, I, I don't have no idea how they beat the Raiders as easily as they did. They never gave the Raiders a chance, yet lose last week at home to the Bears. W when you watch Baltimore, when you're preparing for this game, what do you see in this Baltimore team? Trickiest team I've handicapped all year. 
Uh, they're going to get defensive lineman Brandon Williams back this game after he missed a month. Um, he is one of the underrated great defensive players in the NFL. He's really going to help them in the running game. Uh, they have um, a player on the outside named Matthew Judon, who not many have heard of. He's an incredibly good pass rusher. Yeah, this is a very prideful organization. Now, you know, that, that loss they took to the Bears, I think, embarrassed them, uh, and we will get their best shot this weekend. Now, if you do a deep dive on their wins, they, they shut out Cincinnati two weeks before the Bengals fired their offensive coordinator. There were problems there. They beat the Browns. They almost gave up 50 to Jacksonville, and they lost at home to the Bears. And when they beat uh, when they beat Oakland, it was EJ Manuel. So it's just very tricky to figure, man, because during patches of games, their defense looks unbelievable sometimes. But you know, then, then the offense sputters. And you know, with Joe Flacco, he um, he missed the offseason training camp and preseason with a back injury, and I was astounded when he was able to play Week One. And he's just not the same guy that that I'm used to seeing. I, I think he's tentative. I think he's a little gun shy in the pocket. He has one TD and six picks the last month. Mm. Yeah, he's not taking a lot of sacks, and they're playing the quick game. But um, yeah, Joe Joe's a different guy right now. When does the team leave for the UK? Uh, we leave Wednesday evening, and then we come back immediately following the game, which means we return at two fifteen a.m. Monday, Cornfields. Unbelievable. Well, I hope we can figure out how what we're going to do next week, Paul, because we'd love to talk to you before the before you depart for London. Um, my man, text me or uh, do what Trent does all the time. Slide into my DMs and uh, <laughs> we'll make something work. Yeah, and Diggs is out, right? This week he will not play? I'm not exactly sure what the injury report looks like. Okay. I'd be shocked if he did play. Yeah. Uh, the other one is Michael Floyd, who should be questionable on the injury report, but he didn't practice much this month, uh, this week that is. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I'll text you this week. Thank you, Paul. My man. Take care. Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Vikings, and the Ravens. I have no feel for, I have no feel for this Ravens team. Five and a half, that good number. Yeah. Remember they shut out the Bengals week one? They they made them look yes. bad. Yes. The Bears beat them last week. The Bears beat the Steelers on the road with the Ravens. You're feeling Had pretty the, good. You're feeling better about your squad. They're making steps. I almost picked them this week, I, but I didn't. I picked against them this week. Oh, are you no, ready we, for those picks? Yeah, and you go first, Trent. It's your tee box, my friend. You have yeah. the honors. You were 4-1. and one. You have the lead once again in our little contest. Uh, we'll go to Vegas in about five Well, in about five minutes with Jason Simmel. We look forward to that right now. Trent Condon, it's time for our weekly picks. Take it away, Trent. All right. Thank you very much, Ken. A big week last week. We will try to improve on it. The only way to do that is to sweep the board. We try starting out on the West Coast. Cal hosting Arizona. The Wildcats, though, a three-point road favorite. Cal, the huge upset a week ago. Monster performance. This is all about Khalil Tate. Arizona, Rich Rod has found a quarterback that can run the football. 320 yards one week. He follows it up with 250 last week. I'll lay the field goal. Give me the Rich Rods. Laying the three at Cal. Game number two. It's a big one. NBC under the lights at Notre Dame Stadium. The Irish, a three-and-a-half-point favorite against USC. Pretty simple. I believe that Notre Dame has turned the corner. They figured out how to run the football. And I don't think USC is a very good football team right now. Lay the three in the hook with confidence. Notre Dame big over the Trojans. We go to the NFL for the next two. I mentioned that weird number with the Vikings in Baltimore. I got two of those games that are in that same range, starting 
with a team that Ken Miller wasn't very pleased with Sunday night. Mm. The New York Giants coming in and beating Denver. This time they're back at home, and don't look now. I understand Philly is off to a great start, but there's still a shot for the Giants to get back in this. Maybe not for the division, but for wild card. We've seen them make runs. This is a deep, deep hole they've dug themselves out of. They keep digging and making their way out. Seattle, they beat them straight up. Give me the G-Men getting five at home against the Seahawks. Game number four of the slate, Cincinnati at the Pittsburgh Steelers a week ago. After all the questions, it's the NFL team's question. What do they do? They come back and win. Still don't believe that much in a Steelers team. Seen them too many times. Be too inconsistent this year. You're taking my Bengals? I'm taking Ken Miller's Cincinnati. Bengals five and a hook with confidence. This is a field goal game. Physical game every year. This will be a field goal as well. Give me Cincinnati plus the five and a half. And my best bet, Ken, I told you I'm jumping on this game. Fox under the lights. TCU hosting Kansas. I got some numbers for you. 24-23, 23-17, 34-30, 27-17, and 20-6. Those are the last five TCU-Kansas games. The Jayhawks, though they don't win, they keep it close every time, and I'm getting 39 Oh, give me those Jayhawks. Give me those Jayhawks plus the 39. My best bet of the week is Kansas. Joined with Arizona, Notre Dame, the Giants, and the Bengals. I've got one number for you, Trent. 2017. Uh, (laughs) Let's get into it, uh, into the uh, college first of all, as we try and we had two and three week last week. Uh, let's see if we can better that. I'm going to take uh, Penn State. Uh, they are it's my only ro- my only home team. I'm taking this week for roadies. Penn State minus nine and a half against Michigan. I don't think Michigan's worth a crap. I think they're the biggest fraudulent one loss team in all of college football. Well, maybe Kentucky, who I'm going to pick next. Uh, but Michigan is a fraud. Uh, they're five and one. Penn State's legit. I'll tell you, lay the nine and a half and take Michigan. I uh, mentioned five and one frauds. Well, Kentucky's one of those, but I'm going to take them because I almost get two touchdowns. Kentucky is a 13 point dog on the road. In uh, they take on Mississippi State. Mississippi State's okay. Kentucky's five and one somehow. Beat Mizzou last week. Had a one point loss to Florida. Should have won the football game. I'll take the points. Take Kentucky into the NFL. We go. I'm going to go against Trent's Bears. I don't think they win two straight football games. Carolina going to be without Luke Keekley. Have to be you have to wonder if the NFL is going to be without Luke Keekley before long. You hate to see it, but man, this guy's had so many shots to the head uh, over his career. Carolina minus 3. Pick number 2. Let's go to Sunday night football. Atlanta, New England. Where have we seen this game before? Well, we'll see it this year in New England in Foxborough. Atlanta's got a score to settle. I want to think. I'm going to take the points. I want Atlanta plus a field goal. They got embarrassed last week. New England is not New England. They're just not as good as they have been uh, over the last few years. It's been unbelievable. It's been a dynasty is what it's been. But all dynasties must end. I think Atlanta gets them this week. I'll take Atlanta plus the three over New England. My best bet, Trent Condon. You picked them as well. Give me the Bungles over Ooh. Pittsburgh. I think this is a very close game. I see it the same way you do. Cincinnati's better since they've changed their offensive coordinator. Cincy plus five and a half as they climb back into it. That division is up for grabs. A massive, massive game. Give me Cincy over Pitt as my best bet of the week. Atlanta plus three. Carolina minus three. Into the college we go. Penn State minus nine and a half. And Kentucky give me 13 points. 
as we head to the desert. He's Jason Symbol, CG Technologies. He joins us in our final few minutes of the week. Uh, Jason, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Thanks, guys. I'm all right. How are you guys? I'm doing fine. Uh, last night, the end of that game was just crazy, as you well know. I'm talking about football, uh, the NFL. Did you guys need? Do you believe Nevada needed either one of the either one of those teams last night? Did it go uh, the books way? Do you think? I will say this: for the first time that I could remember in one of these primetime games, the last second touchdown goes the way of the house. We certainly benefited from the Raiders putting it in there at the end of the game. Big benefit there, and I saw a big swing in a lot of different casinos. So we're talking, this off the games of this weekend, you see the juice move on games. It goes to minus 115, 120, sometimes up to 125. Is that the tipping point for you guys out there? When it gets to minus 125, if you're going to move it again, you just move that half point in football? Yeah, and it really kind of varies. When you're, working, when you're looking at a point spread on a game that's three, uh, two and a half, three, six and a half, seven. You're really hesitant about moving the number. You'd much rather move the juice. Reason being, if somebody lays two and a half and then you keep moving it and somebody takes plus three and a half, well, what happens when the game ends three? You lose everything. So we really try to avoid that. And that's why, specifically with those kind of numbers, you'll move around the juice. But again, you know, you don't want to ever give plus money for somebody to bet, right? So when you're at minus 125, you're going to be at plus 105 on the other side. So, you know, you usually like to keep it as, at that point. Anything higher than that is not something we like to do. Uh, was the NLCS result mixed for you guys in of that? I have to think that you had a lot of Dodger money coming in, but was it balanced because of the fact that all those futures that seemingly everybody had on the Cubs this year uh, are now going in the wastebasket? So was it a mixed result that you won the futures, but the series itself hurt? Yeah, that's kind of what happened. We actually did well to the futures. The Dodgers, we did better than we did well to. And, but what ended up happening is once the Dodgers went ahead to zip, they just bet the Dodgers every game. I mean, we needed the Cubs in every single game, and we only got one of those, obviously, because they only won one of the games. So while we lost the majority of the games in the series, the long-term result of the Dodgers winning was better for us. Will the Dodgers be, regardless who comes out of the American League, Jason, I have to think they're going to be an overwhelming favorite in the World Series. Have you guys started to work those numbers, whether it be the Yankees, whether it be the Astros? Yeah, we did. And, it, look, they're going to be north of a $2 favorite against either of these teams. Slightly of a bigger favorite than the Astros, but the discrepancy between the Astros and the Yankees isn't that big because, remember, the Yankees' pitching staff is a lot deeper. So those home games in Yankee Stadium or in, in uh, Houston will be a little bit of a shorter price for the Yankees. But, again, look, the Dodgers are the odds-on favorite. You're going to have Kershaw on regular rest in game one, and he's going to be a huge favorite. So that's going to set the tone for the series price. Jason, here in our uh, home state, Iowa Northwestern this weekend, I've seen, you know, this has been one that opened at different prices at all kinds of different shops out there in Vegas because I've seen Northwestern favored, Iowa favored, and you're, you're basically dealing with what amounts to a pick game. How much different is that for you guys, and where are you at right now with the Hawkeyes and Northwestern? Northwestern right now is a one-point favorite, so like you said, that's basically a pick game. It means that, uh, you know, on a neutral field, Iowa is about three points better but in Northwestern, you know, it's about a pick 'em. Uh, you figure that you figure that um, that this game is going to have pretty even action, and we've seen that so far. Um, the ticket count is pretty similar between both teams, so 
you know, really expecting a coin flip on this one. But as I said, Northwestern, tiny favorite of one point. Mm, uh, before we get into, um, you know, what the, you guys will need in college or the NFL this week, one of the some of the big line movers, uh, What what's the action been like on Texas Tech-Iowa State? I think it opened up, uh, what, Trent, about four, and it's now up to about a touchdown somewhere around there. Uh, what are you seeing on Texas Tech-Iowa State, Jason? Well, Iowa State's gotten a little steam in terms of the public liking them. They've had the, they had obviously the big win against Oklahoma, and they looked pretty good last week. Texas Tech is up to a seven point favorite, um, and despite kind of Iowa State's success, the majority of the money is on Texas Tech. I'm looking at it now; about five times more has been bet on Texas Tech, but the total of this one's 68 and a half. So you know that there's going to be a ton of points. You know, typical Texas Tech game, seven point favorite. I think that's a, a number's a little too high. I kind of like the dog here myself. Notre Dame USC. We know always a lot of Southern Cal money out there for you guys in Vegas. Notre Dame, a national brand. Uh, when it, when it goes through like that, Jason, and you look at it, uh, what do you got in this one? Is it the national public of Notre Dame or the local public of USC? So far, it's been the local public of USC. Notre Dame opened as a four-point favorite, went down to about three and a half. I actually personally thought the number was going to be a little higher than this, um, but that's not the case. So far, we've taken more action on the Trojans, but this is a very evenly bet game. I actually expect this game to be one where if somehow Notre Dame can win by one, two, or three points, I'm going to be smiling because, to me, this has USC money line and people laying three and a half with Notre Dame written all over it. Uh, what's uh, your biggest decision, uh, college and NFL? Who are you guys in the desert be rooting for tomorrow and then again on Sunday? So, so far in the, uh, in the college, you know, it's not really surprising. We're going to need Tennessee to cover against Alabama. It doesn't matter how big you make these numbers. They bet Alabama every week. That number is up to about 35 last I looked, 35 and a half, whatever the number is. So clearly we're going to need to have Tennessee get there. Um, you know, that's one of the big ones. I also am looking at Oklahoma State against Texas. The, the public is all over Oklahoma State in this one. Last I looked, the ticket count was about 8-1 to one on Oklahoma State. Texas, of course, coming off that kind of heartbreaking loss to Oklahoma, figure they might be down for this game. But I think we're live with a home dog in that one. Uh, in the NFL, not surprising. We are going to need the Titans. They're playing the Browns. Every week the Browns will let us down. This season, last season, as far back as I could remember, Tennessee is up to a six-point favorite here, and there is no signs of anybody betting on Cleveland. Great stuff, Jason. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch up with you next week. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Jason Symbol, CG Technology, as we go inside the numbers in Vegas. The Browns disappointing Clevelanders and men in Vegas every single every year. No, it's been the case. I can remember last year yeah. saying the exact same thing. Need the Browns. Uh, Trent, uh, high school football tonight. If you could watch one game that means a ton, it'll be, of course, we've got Urbandale and the Ankeny Hawks. Mm -hmm. Is that the biggest game locally? Yeah, you know, an odd week here. Uh, Dolly has to win by, and even if they get beat, they'd have to get beat by 17 to miss the playoffs. Oh, they're falling. Right, right. That, so I guess a little bit of intrigue there, but... Yeah, kind of an odd week. Dallas Center Grimes is heading up to Gilbert. If you're looking small school, that has a chance to be a pretty good one. DCG trying to cap an undefeated year. But, uh, yeah, it's basically get ready for playoffs. And I'll uh, make my playoff predictions tonight starting at 10 o'clock with our post-game show and uh, see if I can map out what the bracket will look like.
when it's released tomorrow. And you will have that at 10, but you will not be doing the game. The BC Divide yep. boys have that, right? Yep, Derek, Derek and Cody, Cody they'll be Urbandale looking to finish up undefeated in district play against Ankeny, who... Needs help to get in the playoffs, and it starts with the win from them tonight. All right, that's going to do it for the week. Uh, Trent and I are back on Monday. Trent and Jimmy B are here today, uh, as they are every weekday in your afternoon drive from 4 until 6. The Ken Miller Show is back Monday, noon to 2, on 1700 KBGG. Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. As a bee emoji, there's nothing I love more than a strong shot of nectar. But getting behind the wheel when you're buzzed? That makes me want to sting. Drive sober and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. When you're hiring, you want qualified candidates fast, and it can be hard to know where to find them. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, Indeed helps you find great talent and make the right hire. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com promo. That's Indeed.com promo. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Hi, I'm Tabitha Coffey, TV personality and small business advisor. Many of the businesses I work with just need extra capital for things like remodeling or purchasing more products. That's where Cabbage comes in with flexible lines of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has supported over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash transform or 855-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, 855-CABBAGE. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill City.